Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am super excited today to have with me Brandon Straza as our guest. Brandon is, besides just being an amazing human being that I'm super excited to be connected with, he is the founder and owner of a seven-figure insurance company, American Insurance Option. He's the founder of the Success Finder and host of the Mastermind Effect podcast. And I'm super excited to get into the success finder and what that is. You guys hear me talk about success all the time, and this is going to be a fantastic conversation. We just mesh on this. Brandon believes that earning money is just a byproduct if we can build something that can make an impact and change people's lives, and that finding one's purpose and leaving a legacy are stronger driving forces than earning money. Brandon, thank you so much for being on the show with me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've had you on my show and uh, looking forward to when that air, but just really appreciate having you here and uh, look forward to when we get to meet face to face again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we were just in the same room at Michael's event and I feel like it was just like yesterday. Yeah, it was like, two months ago almost. Dude, um, being able to, and I'm so sad I'm not in Mexico. Like they're in Mexico this weekend and I'm like, please let me go, but that's all right. Um, we had a fantastic group of people there and you as the success finder, well, not you as the success finder, you as the founder of the success finder, back up. Can we just create a superhero costume and have like Brandon Shaza as the success finder? Like, will that work? Is that a thing? That is a thing. I think I've got the tights and uh, the cape and all that kind of good stuff. I love stuff. it. Yes. I love it. So you as the founder of the success finder um, sponsored that event. Yeah. So before we get into your backstory, let's um, take away the suspense. What is the success finder? Yeah. So easiest way to explain it is it's, it's the TripAdvisor for coaching and masterminds. So we think self-education, you know, coaching masterminds and, and mentorship. So it takes two different sides, the coaches that have masterminds and coaching programs, and then it takes members and it allows to put them together in a place to where you can cut out the noise. You can cut out the Facebook noise, the LinkedIn noise, you know, what are you doing here? And it gives them an easy place to communicate back and forth uh, have their programs that are all in one place. So you're not having to go to Voxer for audio. You're having to go to Kujabi for, um, for your courses. You're having to go to Facebook groups um, for your communication and where everything's at. We've got it in one centralized location so you know what you're there for. Not only do the coaches know what they're there for, but the members feel that exclusivity and they can show the intent for why they're communicating back and forth. So the success finder is the way to change the face of how we work with our coaches and our masterminds. 
Yeah. I, you know, from the moment that you told me about this, I think a little over a year ago was the first time we talked about it. From the moment that you told me about this, I just remember thinking, holy crap, this is going to change the game. And the reason that I thought that was because number one, from the coach's standpoint, what you just talked about is dynamite and getting things not that I don't love my Facebook time, but getting things off of Facebook. I feel like everybody starts a Facebook group, starts a PayPal account and says, here, come be in my mastermind, right? So to have that exclusivity, part of it is fantastic. But then also as that person out there who is probably listening to this podcast right now, that's like, what the hell is a mastermind and who do I know or how do I know who to trust? You take that part out of it as well by giving them some people that you've already vetted. Yeah, that's the thing is having curated people, people that we know <clears throat> the results, not the not the motivators, but the activators, the result leaders, not the gurus. There, there's plenty of gurus at the end of the day, but we make sure that we have vetted the people that are on there and created a safe environment to where you, again, I know I've said it, but you know what you're there for. You know, when you get that message and you're a coach, like, I need to jump on this. Mm -hmm. There's not a time that I don't see like 99 plus on my Facebook inbox. And, and I miss so many different things because what am I really doing there? Am I there for Aunt Betty's pictures? Am I there for advertisements? You know, I don't know. But over here, we've curated the, 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 the coaches and, and we've got the environment that's going to get them taken care of and allow them to level up quicker. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel what you're saying for sure. I'm all for the hustle. So it, there was a point in time where like all the Facebook messages would drive me insane. And then as I stepped back and realized that like each person that sends me a message is like trying to figure out the best way that they can to make their product work. And maybe they're not doing it in a way I resonate with. Um, and maybe they haven't learned what the right process is yet, but I'm not going to hate on them for trying. At the same time, I want to know when somebody sends me a message that it's not lost in 1500 pitches to come join my Facebook group or buy my product or, you know, jump on a connection call so I can be sold when connection call was the word they used for their sales call. So, um, you know, to be able as a coach for um, my mastermind participants to be able to say, hey, I only use this platform for this purpose. And I know that when a notification or a text message comes through from here, that it's something that's important. That's invaluable. Yeah, it really was. And that was, that was the idea. I looked at it from two perspectives. Um, you know, how is this going to better enhance and get better results for, for members? Again, membership is free. I know we didn't really talk about that, but you can download the app right now for free and you'll be able to continue to do that. But I want to know that the person that I'm, you know, I've, I've enlisted, I've invested in, and they're investing in me. Like I want to be at the front of the line. And at the same time, I get it. And I get this all the time. Hey, you know, uh, sorry, I didn't see your message. I mean th that I get all the time. And I get that it's because we've allowed ourselves to sit there and say, what am I really doing here? Like, what is my purpose for the platform that I'm on? And someone will give you, they'll give you one answer, but the reality is there's five or 10 answers that are being thrown at them every day mm -hmm. by what Mark Zuckerberg's built. Yep. 
You know, and it's really interesting because what you just said is super important that each platform has its own purpose for people. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day with content that I'm creating because I was meeting people on Clubhouse, right? And then I was inviting them to my Facebook group or you're connecting with them on LinkedIn. And there's so many different platforms and different platforms attract different people. And as marketers, sometimes we forget that we should make it easy for our clients to contact us. And so we shouldn't necessarily take them off of the platform that they enjoy using to go to another platform that's overloaded. If you're going to take them off of a platform and ask them to join another platform, you have to be able to establish a purpose for that shift. And I think that that's what your product does so well. Yeah. And you want to, you want to think about this and this is in your marketing messages, your emails, whatever it is, however you're communicating, you need to make sure that you're answering these few questions. What am I here for? What do I do next? Am I in the right place? And I, I, I moved them the order around. I just realized in my head, am I in the right place? You know, what am I here for? What do I do next? And then if you want to add the fourth one, what do I get when I do the next step? Like what's the outcome supposed to be? So that, that's the big thing that we don't know. Like we're sending them from Clubhouse to Facebook and then from Facebook to LinkedIn. If you're everywhere, your, your message truly is nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality. The spray and pray method of, I'm, I'm not saying don't be on these platforms, but the spray and pray method, like, I don't know, would I rather be a sniper or would I rather sit there and say, this is why I'm here. This is why you're here. We don't even have to guess. Take that yeah. guesswork out of it. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with someone earlier today, and it was really interesting because we were talking about it in the context of the changes that have been made in MLM and the way that people contact through MLM. Like 10 years ago, when somebody reached out to you for an MLM, you were like, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to you. It feels so dirty, right? Why are you trying to sell me your stuff? Now it's in a brilliant business model when it's done right. But what happens is people are reaching out to everybody that they know. And she reminded me, and I'm thankful she did, that when we first start an entrepreneur, we are reaching out to everybody with a pulse, trying to get the word out on what we do until we can narrow down our stuff. And you guys have taken this platform and said, here are the people who are looking for what you have. So instead of reaching out to everybody with a pulse, look what we've created for you. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's curated for the coaches in order to be able to communicate with the people that they already work with. Now, mm-hmm. they're paying you and you're sending them to three platforms, Kujabi for this, Vox for this, Facebook for this, and then let's throw in Zoom in there, okay? Yeah. So they might not realize it, but do they really feel like they're unique, like they're special? Because you're doing it with intention by design. If you can send them to one place, now the communication is done there, all the special stuff is done right there, you're not having them chase their tail to go all over the place. Now, on the flip side, they're able to sit there and realize what you built inside of that, and they they start seeing the value. They become your soldiers. They mm-hmm. sit there and say, hey, listen, I've, I've got this, this coach. I've got this mastermind. Yeah. Go download the app. Come over to the group. Check it out. Um, Amber said I'm allowed to you know let you in, give you that special code to be able to get into our private group and see X, Y, and Z. Like They become your force that stands behind you and says, you need to check Amber out. I no longer am having to go here, here, and here. So, I mean, you know, I, I look at it from the standpoint, like it, it, to me, it's not that difficult. 
that's and and I'm still sitting there saying like, how has something not been designed like this? So, yeah, it, it doesn't make me unique. I just saw a problem and I wanted to solve it. I wanted to simplify an overcomplicated situation. Yeah, I every time you say that, I have um, music beats running through my head, talking about problems and solving them. And yeah, anyways. Um, for anybody that's like under the age of 30, you're completely confused right now at that stage. If you got a problem, but... <laughs> yo, I'll solve it. Um, so, all right. Now that we've told them what success center or a success center, that's not what I meant to say. What success finder is, um, let's talk about you for just a minute. So you are so value driven and impact driven and everything that you do from your insurance agency to the success finder, to the masterminds that you choose to be a part of, like, I see this theme run through of just value impact and connection. Have you always been that way? Or, you know, is this kind of what you thought your life was going to look like when you were 12, 13, 14 years old? Yeah. When I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I wanted to be an actor. Like it was like <laughs> Michael J. Fox and uh, Al Pacino, I was just like, they were, they were just like gods to me. I'm looking at that. Um, and Whitney Houston too. I don't know. It was like Whitney Houston, you know? And so from the movie, The Bodyguard. So I, I wanted to be an actor. Um, now I came from an entrepreneurial family, but it wasn't really an embraced thing that I saw being an entrepreneur. And I didn't know what the word was. And that's why it took me until a few years ago to be like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, you know, a lot of people throw that word out there. Mm -hmm but it's really loosely used. Same thing as I'm a coach that sometimes is loosely used. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I, uh, I, I, I knew that I wanted to create something when I realized, okay, yeah, you're not going to be an actor. And I never really put my foot in the door. I was in musicals and plays, but I never like sat there and said, Hey, here's the path to it. I'm like, I have my own business. I want to be in charge of my success. I want to be in charge of whatever I build. And I didn't care what it was as long as it was something that I created then with the people around me and I was in charge of my own destiny, my own success. And so when I built the first company, American Option Insurance Group, um, I was just like, okay, I'll go do this. There was no map or road, there was no roadmap for how to do this. Yeah, the, the, the business model was like, hey, you do it in your backyard, like in your town or your city or maybe the state, but you don't, do, you don't go across borders unless you're one of the mm -hmm. big boys. And so I'm like, Googling the heck out of things. And Facebook wasn't what Facebook is today. And Google wasn't what Google was today. And so, the, I mean, this is over 10 years ago. And uh, it was just sheer willpower and understanding numbers and finances and like how many calls you have to make in order to create a business. I'm like, sure, I got this. Started out of the house, built it to over 8,000 existing customers to this day and uh, kind of went from there. But it was a few years ago when all of a sudden I kind of hit that stopping point. And I'm just like, I wasn't satisfied with what had been built. I didn't find purpose. I didn't know what had really been done. There was success from a financial standpoint, but that wasn't driving me anymore. And so I realized, you know, the give mentality, you know, people like you, people like Mike and, and Sean and, and so many other people, like they lead with the give mentality, but I still wasn't heavy into social media or heavy into really looking in the coaching and mastermind space because I didn't know what it was at the time. I was just like, there was something inherent. There was like a voice saying, you need to build more value than other people in your industry to differentiate yourself. That will help bring you happiness and success. And that will help, you know, build something. And so that's what I did. I found out, you know, how to do that in my industry different than other people, other, other companies. 
And then from there, I'm like, all right, I started learning about coaching and masterminds and went off to these. And also I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world of people that want to lead with the give mentality. And at the same time, I also sat there and said, but there's also a lot of marketers. And that scared me. I'm like, what if you buy into a marketing program and they're telling you to bedazzle your bridge and your bridge is from where you are to where you want to go. And they're like, you know, let's bedazzle it. That's the noise, which is going to mm -hmm. take you off, off, offline. I'm like, that's not okay. And so I'm like, how do we build something? Lead with the give mentality. We help the coaching industry, the masterminds. We help strengthen it. And at the same time, people that are paying to invest in themselves are also benefiting from it. So you can have a win-win-win. Like, okay, that makes sense. And yeah. so I invested my time, my money, my own capital in order to build what we've got at this point. That's amazing. So what's really interesting to me is there's so many times where, and I just did this Facebook post um, a couple of days ago about how your profession is what you do, not who you are. Like, do you remember 10, 15 years ago when it was like this badge of honor to say, you know, be, being an attorney or being an insurance agent or being whatever it is, is who I am. And we were like, diving into that. And then I hear a story like yours where you're, and, and so many others, where your success in your profession no longer fulfills you and you start looking outward for ways to supplement that. What's really interesting to me with you is that you didn't walk away from that insurance. You said, okay, this is going, this is supporting me. This is amazing. Let me add to it. Let me find out how to get that fulfillment elsewhere, where so many times we see people say, oh, my job must be the problem. Let me peace out and start something new. And now they're broken, unfulfilled, um, instead of just unfulfilled. So what was that process like for you? Where was, was leaving the insurance agency ever a conversation you had in your mind? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be crazy too. Cause I don't think anyone could sit there and be like, okay, what's my exit strategy or like, how mm -hmm. long is this going to be for? And, and so absolutely. But here's the thing with the insurance agency and I've heard people's stories doesn't make mine right. And there's wrong or vice versa. If I didn't leave this, I was never going to go all in over here. I don't know how much I can really hold on to that. Now, if you say, Hey, here's my exit strategy, because it's going to help springboard me and do this, this, and this over here. I can stand behind that. And I'm like, it's not saying that I can't stand behind the other one, but like to say, I have to leave this or I won't ever go all in over here. I don't know. I kind of have, you know, different mixed feelings on that. So I looked at it from this standpoint, I had built a killer foundation. Like if you look at it from a house standpoint, my foundation is just blessed strong. It allows me to go off and go to the masterminds. It allows me to go off and have the podcast and build this other company with my own capital. And if I had gotten rid of that, I would have a lot more money in the bank account. But that foundation that sits there and says like, this is, this is, it's not who I am, but I've built this. Why get rid of it? It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm like, all right, I got this over here and it's, it's running itself and it continues to do that. And so why not have that strength right there? I don't have to run from something that is already successful and putting food on people's tables. Because if I sold it, here's my other thing. This is my, if I went and sold the company, the people that are there now, whoever buys it, I'm not saying they would or wouldn't, but what if they didn't employ them? And then I feel kind of a, like, what did I just, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure the team that helped me build the company knows that, Hey, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah.
Yeah. You know, this is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about what I do, because you said so many amazing things in that answer about really digging deep and understanding like why you're doing something and, and staying in that spot. And, and there's all the people out there and we hear them constantly saying, um, don't have a plan B, like you, you have to go all in on something. And the people who are saying that have seven streams of income, right? Like the people that are saying that have these large amounts of, of income coming in from all these different sources. So for you to say, Hey, we're going to leave this here. We're going to go do something else requires this thought of, okay, what do I actually want to accomplish with what else I'm doing? And I think that thought is what's missing. Yeah. I think some of the people that we hear saying that you got to go all in over here. It's because whatever they had built over here, again, might not have been a seven figure income, might not have been a six figure income and business might have been them. If you have a business and you are the business, like if you disappear or you get sick and you're out for a week, two weeks, a month, is that business still there? No. Then what you did is you created a job for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the people that might say that might have created a job because they don't want to work for someone. And if they were to leave, well, they truly can't. They can't go and start moving their assets. Their, you know, the two things that we have, time and resources, they're limited. And they can't move the, the time, their time or resources over here because then this business doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, but sitting there saying like, I'm going to go, you know, burn the boats to save the town makes no sense. Like yeah. why? Like yeah. if I sold my existing company right now, I could have a huge cash injection over here. But here's the thing. It's not going to make the, the success finder move any faster because I already got the capital. I've got the time and the resources that we put in place. Putting more, throwing money at something, that'd be like just saying, well, I got to throw more money at Facebook ads. Yeah, which That's is not, not an answer. uncommon statement for people to make. Like yeah. this must not be working. I need to throw more money at what's not working. Because if it's not working, but I throw more money at it, then it will magically start working. I don't understand that reasoning, but that's what's going on out there so much. There's this part of what we're talking about right now that I think needs distinction. And that is that if you are in this spot, like if for you, if, if the insurance agency had been like this soul sucking thing that you're like, I never, like, I feel like this is against all of my morals. I don't know how I ended up here. I can't possibly be happy here. Then by all means, walk away from that. But just because you feel like there's something else you could be doing doesn't mean that you also have to walk away from what you're doing now. It comes down to like understanding, and I know this is so cliche, but understanding that purpose, understanding that why, understanding that reason and figuring out what part of that purpose you feel like is missing that you can add in somewhere else. So I'm going to take the emotional side out of it real quick. And I've like had it. more conversations with people over the last two years because of my foundation. More doors have opened because I have that foundation the thing that they say when they've either looked to invest in me, what I've built, what we're building, or to have a partnership, do we need to solve a problem, Brandon? And what they mean by that, do I need to help you? Are you that desperate where we need to help you pay your mortgage, build another house, put your kid through school, whatever it is? Do we have to solve a problem? And the simple answer for me is no, because I have that foundation. So more conversations open up with people at all different levels, seven, eight, nine figure earners 
because of the fact that I have that foundation, when they find out, hey, he's good over here. He's built this, still exists, still has his finger on it a little bit. It's, you have different conversations. Yeah. Because you are perceived differently that, you know, to me, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's not about right and wrong, you know, black and white, you know, on our left side of the brain, it's the right side of the brain that can sit there and invert what we think is, you know, common wisdom and say, there can be two right answers. This can be a correct answer over here. And so can this, so I can have two right answers. Yeah. I'm having law school flashbacks right now. Like Sorry, you're, you're explaining... I, I was trying to get unemotional about it. And no, say, hey. and I like it. I like it because so much of it is an emotional conversation. You know, when you have your amazing podcast, The Mastermind Effect, and, you know, many of the audience is overlapping. They're people who are trying to improve their lives, people who want to make a change. Like there's something about their life that isn't fitting in that perfect puzzle piece. And that's an emotional situation to be in. And then emotional decisions are made after that. So to have the explanation of a non-emotional take on why it's important kind of takes us back to that logical, okay, you don't have to burn everything. Like, I can't tell you how many times when I was coming up and getting to where I am now that I thought I can't even think because I feel like I've dug myself in such a big hole. So I'm going to burn it all to the ground. I'm going to go back to bartending. I'm going to restart, which is, thank God I had people in my life to tell me that that was an awful idea. Yeah. I mean, you, you asked me, I think where this all started. You're like, Hey, have you ever thought about it? Of course. I mean, like, we're human. Of course, we've thought about exit strategies. Of course, we thought about like, what's the worst day that we've had here? And then we need to measure out like, okay, if that's the worst day, don't measure it on your best day. If we're measuring like at the ceiling, ceilings don't happen every day. Look at, you know, where the base is, where the average is and oh, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. And it, it just, it opens up more doors. It creates more financial stability. It allows you to have more space up here. Like when you can create that free space to worry less, you, you, you get to be Walt Disney. You get to yeah. take things and, and you get to rearrange them in your Rubik's cube and you get to sit there and dream and then make those dreams come true. Yeah. So what's coming to my mind as you talk about this is all of these conversations are amazing to have with yourself, but they require an incredible amount of self-awareness and willingness to have extremely difficult conversations with yourself. Um, has that always been something that's been easy for you to do? Or is that a learned skill for you? Um, I think, I think it's, I've learned it and gotten better through time. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing that's helped me over the last many years is surrounding myself in uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable conversations, and in rooms that like, I'm like, what am I doing here? In the last few years, from being in prison to being in Thailand to hopping on a plane within 24 hours to go sit with someone that's, you know, a, you know, an eight, nine figure earner on depending on their company and sit there and have a conversation with them. And the whole time you're going there, you're like, the, what am I going to say? Yeah. It's, it's being okay with being uncomfortable because the minute you're, the minute that you challenge yourself and you're like, I don't belong in this room, 
you're in the right place. Yeah. And for all of my listeners whose ears just perked up, he was voluntarily in prison for a short period of time before you think, Amber, who are you having me take advice from? Um, so, and, and that program is still on my bucket list. Um, for those yeah. of you who haven't heard of it, it's the Steve Sims runs this program where you get to go in and basically have your life changed by helping prisoners. Um, yeah that are like, you can't even really explain the impact that it has. I know that you and I have talked about it to the point where I'm almost in tears from your experiences. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't go into really any detail um, other than I met a guy in Thailand and that ended up in a max four, max five penitentiary out in California twice. Every and, good uh, story starts with, I met a guy in Thailand. Yeah. I met a guy on the main streets of Thailand <laughs> and I ended up in prison twice back in the States. So but it, but it worked out and, it, and it's, it's having the people that when you have that conversation, I remember when I brought this, the concept of the success finder to Steve Sims, who your listeners have either heard or know, or, you know, you've, you've interviewed and, and Steve was a, was a challenger. He wasn't a cheerleader. He wasn't a crab, but he was, he was a challenger in how we were doing it. And I was, I was uncomfortable bringing it to him. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about building. I was uncomfortable about, you know, showing up into a certain mastermind because I knew the level of people that were going to be there. Yeah. But, I, but I did it. What, what was the worst they were going to say? Dude, you don't belong here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Too many times. And I think that you and I have had this conversation in the past too many times. We ask for feedback from people that we believe are going to give us the answer that we want to hear instead of asking for feedback from the person who actually has the knowledge because it's comfortable to talk to somebody when we already know what they're going to say. You know, when you say that you were extremely uncomfortable presenting this to Steve, God, anybody would be like the man's a genius. So to say, look at what I want to build and wait for him to give you feedback, like, that's terif terrifying, but it's because we don't know what the answer is going to be. And we are opening ourselves up for feedback and we don't know what that feedback's going to be. And I think that that's like one of the biggest lessons from what you just said is like, ask for feedback from the people that you should be asking feed for feedback from, not from the people who are going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, there's some of my buddies, you know, just call them guys or gals that, you know, I hang out with. And they, 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 sometimes they're like, what do you do? <laughs> Which is a popular question. And, 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 and so I don't go to them for feedback on the success finder and that's okay. We have different conversations, but I, I want any of the listeners out there to, to look at their life and the people they surround themselves as a cup. And there's only so much room in that cup. And if we continue to go with the people that are in our industry, if we continue to go to only to our friends, okay, so a lot of time people in our industry are also our best friends, we're going to get advice that's already similar and won't create any of the right kind of friction to change things. So occasionally you got to look at it and say, I only have so much room in this cup. I got to remove some of the, the people. doesn't make them bad per people, but I'm probably not serving them and they're probably not serving me in the right way. You got to be careful though. The people you refill that cup with, anytime you take something out, you can replace it with a belief that might be worse than where you were before. So pay attention to the people you're going to refill that with. Make sure they're challengers. It's great to have a cheerleader. You know, yeah, hey, you're awesome. But make sure that they're the right challengers. And that's one of the things that the success finder can help you do is find the right challengers to communicate with. But 
be okay with being uncomfortable. Comfort yeah. kills. Yes, it does. It does. So we mentioned the mastermind effect a minute ago. <laughs> this amazing podcast is a place where you interview um, people that are in the success finder or who's, who are the main guests that people will be able to find listening to your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So season one, uh, a lot of the people that are in the success finder. And, uh, so we, ha we haven't wrapped up season one yet, but a lot of the people that are on the podcast are the coaches and the masterminds. So they're the result leaders. Okay. Not, not the gurus, but the result leaders, um, you know, that we've been able to vet and, and learn from. So that's, that's typically who it is. It's going to be coaches, people that have masterminds. Uh, we've toyed around with maybe having some uh, members come in for season two and talk about their experiences about coaching and, and the masterminds that they've been through. Uh, but right now it's the, the, who you're going to listen to and the results that you can get. My favorite question comes at the end, you know, what's an actual item. If someone implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they'd see real impact. And they, they get that little piece. Even if you just listen to the last like three to five minutes, you're like, what can I implement and make this change now go to the end of the podcast? Like you might not find out who that coach or mastermind or, you know, who they really are. That's what the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of it is. But if you want something that you can implement right at the end of the podcast. I love it. So for somebody out there who is saying, okay, I really want to learn more about this. I want to find out what the success finder is. I want to play around on the app and see what kind of masterminds are there. Is it open to the public yet? Yeah, absolutely. So we are take we, we have already shut down the coaching um, intake form. And so we are not taking any more coaches or masterminds. We'll reopen it up later this year. Okay. Uh, but right now a coach can go in there, uh, uh, just an individual that's not a coach that wants to, you know, to look and see what's going on. You can go to the app store, Google, Apple, whichever one download the success finder. You'll see like a, an orange uh, logo that looks like a, an S slash an eyeglass. And that's us go download it and uh, reach out to me, send me a message. Be like, Hey, Brandon, just uh, heard you on Amber's uh, show and uh, check it out. Yeah, I love it. And I think what's so interesting is as you're explaining the dynamic, the people that you've um, found for the coaches and masterminds on the success finder are people who are committed to personal growth. And those people aren't just on this app as as coaches. I mean, I have my mastermind on your success finder and I was also a part of a mastermind that is on your success finder. And so I've been on both sides of it. And I think you're going to find that a lot of the, the uh, mastermind leaders do a dual role because we care about personal growth. It's not just a bunch of people selling their stuff. Yeah. First thing that you should ask. And we, I've been in the interview process. We, we, we get through this and we quickly weed people out, ask your coach, Ask the mastermind, the mentor, whatever it is. So who's coaching you right now? What mastermind are you in? My, my favorite, not really. Response back is, I'm so busy. Just don't yep. have time. We've got, so, oh, I'm learning from Gary V. <laughs> oh, I'm learning from- no, That wasn't a laugh at Gary V. Gary V's amazing. Yeah. No, it was no, a laugh not, at the concept. Yeah, and it, that's not a knock on Gary yeah. uh, whatsoever. But like, no, you're not learning from him. I mean, you might listen to his podcast. You might listen to his two minute, you know, knowledge rants, whatever, you know, whatever it is. But the, the, the coach or the mastermind that says I'm too busy. I want to take a second look because even the best coaches still have a coach, a mentor, a mastermind. I know of someone who's one of my coaches and helping shape the look and the feel of it. 
and he is he's responsible for for over 40 uh, Olympic medals um, coaching some of the biggest names in sports and just different industry leaders. And he's got someone that he works with. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. I just had this conversation with somebody in a group and I feel like this was one of the questions that people post to get a response from people, which frustrates me. But the whole conversation was about whether you need a coach in order to be a good coach. And, and my response to them was like, Yes. Thank you for scratching your head because like I did that literally when I read it. Um, and, and I would never hire somebody who didn't have a coach and I would never ask somebody to hire me for something that I don't already do. If I don't think it's important enough for my life, then how can I possibly tell you it's important enough for yours? Yeah. It's, um, geez, some of my coaches that are, let's just say, you know, the results driven, like corp, you know, they deal with company, culture, you know, how it's, how, how we're shaping it. The one thing that they do each time is they do kind of a self check-in with me. It's not all business, business, business. It's like, Hey, because they know if, if, if the head of it, the CEO, the, the janitor of the broom closet, whatever title you want to give yourself, if you're not right there and at home, everything else won't matter. And so to me, one of the things, this is me as, as a consumer, as a member I love it that, you know, yes, maybe 45 minutes of our conversation on a weekly basis is company culture. How do we move this needle? What do we need to do here? But like 15 minutes of it is also, hey, how's your health? Where are you at mentally? How's the, how's the household? Because if one's wrecked, the other one can't succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's another side to this too, as I think about my journey. And that's the fact that like I spend more on coaching and masterminds now than I previously used to make in a month. And when I think about that, like when I really step back and think about that, it was hiring my coach and giving her an amount of money that seemed absurd to me that made me realize that I was worth investing in. You know, you take that step of um, once you invest in yourself, you give people permission, you give others permission to invest in you. But until that, you're like, if you're not going to invest in yourself, why would anybody else? I just did a quick calculation on the side, pulled it up, and I just looked at what I spend on. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, let's move on. And it was just calculating how much I spend on a monthly, yearly basis and how much I invest in myself. Yes. Let me rephrase that. How much do I invest in myself? And I, I, I see a whole different person. person was always there, but I can work the same amount of hours and just have more output in the same amount of time. It's not like I'm having to sit there like I had the mentality. You got to work 15 hours, 20 hours, 18 hours, or you're not successful. I got to get up at 4 a.m. and I got to finish at 10 p.m. Family will be there. Yeah. You, I, I, I don't work any more hours than I did previously. I might take some calls, you know, seven days a week. I'm always, you know, doing something. But my the amount of hours that I work is no more than it was five years ago. It's actually probably a little bit less because I have the right coaches. I have the right corner people in my corner making me efficient. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. We're going to switch gears just a little bit. We've been weaving a lot of this in throughout our conversation, but I ask every single one of my guests this question. I believe that success is created intentionally. It's not something that you stumble across. So for you, what does success mean to you? How do you define that? And then how do you make sure you're attracting that into your life every day? Yeah, I I would sit there and I'll start with this. I feel lucky. 
but it's lucky by design. You know, what I'm doing now is by design because of what I want. What is success to me? It's, it's knowing that I've made an impact that when my six, now six-year-old son, so when he's listening to this and he's, you know, 36 someday, and he's like, I'll listen to some of dad's old, old podcast records. And uh, <laughs> it's him looking back and saying, I did everything I could possibly do to solve a problem, to have a ripple effect that I won't see the full impact. That's okay. I don't need to see the full ripple effect, the impact that has been made, but he did it. He gave it his all. He surrounded himself with smarter people than him to make sure that the, the legacy that was left was something that was important. A byproduct of all of that, dad, you know, this is Liam talking to me 30 years from now, will be money. I get that. A byproduct of doing this, leaving that legacy, creating, putting yourself out there, giving everything to help solve a problem and help other people think of other people first. The byproduct will be money, but success is him looking back and saying, I did it my all. And so it's my responsibility because of my unfair advantage to make sure I solve a problem. I give it my all. Yeah. You know, the money is a byproduct. I think that that's a mental state and a, a, a frame of reference that so many people miss out on. Um, and you're giving your son such an amazing gift with that definition of success too many times. I'll never forget having a conversation with somebody about this six figure income, not bringing me happiness. And they had not yet reached that six figure income and they couldn't understand how I could possibly saying that money didn't equal success. Because we live in a country where that's the way everything's framed. And so the way that you talk about your son and the growth and the mindset you want him to have is just so amazing. And I had that money mindset. I had the like hitting, having the company hit this marker will bring this. And then it didn't change anything. And then hitting this number and my bank account says this will bring this. And it didn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sitting there like crying a river, like, Hey, well, you've already got it. So it's really easy to say it on the flip side, but I learned along the way. And so will your listeners, you'll learn along the way. If you're saying I can't afford to, I can't afford this coach. I can't afford this mastermind. Then you know what? Reach out. I know some free ones. Oh, well, if it's free, (laughs) it's not, if it's free, it's not good. Now I'm not saying that. Let me tell you, I'm in one that uh, I'm at at least once a month and uh, more random pop-up calls, which are happening through the success finder are happening there right now. I won't, I won't name it, but it's absolutely free. And the amount of value, I didn't go the first month when I was invited. And the reason I didn't go is because I was like, ooh, I'm not at that level. I can't show up there because what am I going to talk about? Yeah. And it wasn't like, what am I going to talk about? But like, what value am I going to bring? But it's free. So if you say you can't invest in yourself, I'd sit there and say, have a side conversation with me. I bet you can. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as you're talking, it's so interesting because I'm noticing that my um, path of this podcast has changed so much from where I first started because I remember thinking when I started this podcast, it was a passion project designed to help people avoid the pitfalls that I had made. But you just made an extremely good point that they have to experience that for themselves. And so then at some point in time, without me even knowing it, this podcast shifted to being able to provide people with the resources to help them when they hit that pitfall. 
and make sure they're surrounded with people who have been there, who know what it's like to all of a sudden realize that money doesn't equal success and you've been living your life under that premise. And now what, what do you do moving forward? Like that's something that you have to experience. And so it went from don't make the mistakes I did to I realize that you're going to make the mistakes I did because it's human nature. So let me make sure you have the tools and resources that you need for when it happens. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing that, like you just said, that your podcast does. I got to imagine that your listeners, if they're listening to this, and I've said it a few times, reach out to me, go, and I'm not saying go download the, the, the app, the platform, just so like I've got one more, you know, active user on what we're building. If you're hustling, if you're wanting to move the needle, you want to make a change, it's the place you want to be. Because that's all it's about is you being able to get results, you being able to level up. So reach out, actually do that. I've got to imagine a majority of your guests will have that conversation of like, oh, you heard me on Amber's podcast. Awesome. You know? Absolutely. So with that being said, what is the best way for people to contact you? Yeah. Best way for them to contact. And this is, I, I used to give a different answer, but it didn't create intent. The only intent was when I gave my email address or whatever it was, I got to put an email together. So the best way to connect with me, download the app, message me in the app. My name is Brandon Straza. Uh, we've made sure that like, you know, when you come in there, you, cause you can't message everyone. We wanted it. We didn't want just a free for all in there, but you're able to always message me or my team. So go onto the app, download it and, uh, and message me. And then if you really just want to take it easy, it'll be in the show notes. I'm sure it'll be Brandon at the successfinder.com. Yeah, no, I would highly suggest you guys um, download the app because it really is incredible. And I'm not just saying that because Brandon's here in front of me. Um, it is, I, you know, I have my success finder swag and I don't wear a lot of people's swag. There are a few people I've got my success finder shirt. I actually, um, I had messaged you to tell you about this. I wore it to a doctor's appointment once and the doctor was like, Oh my gosh, I love that because the back of your shirt say what it says, uh, I'll have to remember it. It's the, if you want to read it to them, yeah, well, I have it memorized. The shit they don't teach you in college. And as someone who has a post-bachelor degree, a postgraduate degree, um, I can tell you there's a lot of crap I didn't learn in college. And yeah. so I love, I love that theme. Brandon, it's been absolutely amazing to have you on. And, you know, I would end it here, but I can't let you off the hook of the wonderful random round we're going to do. So are you ready for all these questions you don't know about? Let's do it. Really quickly, this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the Design Your Life Mastermind. Are you someone who is a serial accomplisher? Let me explain what I mean by that. Are you searching for that next thing that you need to accomplish to find the happiness, fulfillment, or success you've been missing? You keep thinking, I'll be happy when. Believe me, I've said those words and I know your pain. I used to chase success like it was a pot of gold at the end of some accomplishment rainbow. And just like that pot of gold, the closer I got, the further away it seemed. Because it's an illusion. It doesn't exist. If somebody was to ask you what does success mean to you and you can't answer that question, then the Design Your Life Mastermind is for you. Head over to designyourlife.successdevelopmentsolutions.com to schedule a call with me and see if we're a good fit to work together. The sooner you do, the sooner you can start living the life you've always wanted instead of chasing an illusion that you'll never obtain. 
All right. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? If I could time travel, where would I go and why? Um, I'd time travel and I don't know who exactly it'd be, but I'd probably go back and uh, time travel to talk to one of our previous presidents that is, is no longer around uh, to, to learn from them what it was like to, uh, to lead, be a leader and, 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 the diff, and, and what it takes to be that type of a person. So I'd, I'd time travel, talk to a previous president and uh, learn what, it's, you know, what it was like for them to be a leader. That's interesting. I like that answer. And I'm also thinking that like, you would have to talk to like, I, I'm seeing different answers for different eras, yeah. right? Like each different president would have a different answer because they face different challenges. And it would be really cool to be able to see where their answers overlap for that like true grain of leadership. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I, awesome. You get a different one from each one. So there's my, I, like I never it. thought about that question before. I like it. If you could do anything other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? Skill is not an issue. You're good at yeah. everything. I, since my childhood dream was to be an actor, so I'd probably be an, a Marvel uh, actor just because like, how cool is that? Like yeah. you get to do all these awesome things. And Marvel's so where it's at right now too. Like yeah. every kid that was called a nerd for being a comic book lover in our generation is like, look at me now. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'd be an actor on a Marvel set. I love it. Um, we've talked about some amazing resources with the success finder. If there was a book that you have gifted or recommended to people the most, what is that? Yeah, right now it is, um, it's, I love it. Uh, it's what I'm reading and all the coaches are going to get it with their t-shirts when it goes out. It's called bumpers. Ooh. It is a quick read by Nick Peterson. Uh, go check him out. Uh, but it would be bumpers by Nick Peterson. I like it. All right. So I'm a music nerd. I have to wrap up with this question every single time. I constantly have music going all the time. What is your pump up song? What is it that you just can't have a bad day when you're listening to? Uh, it's probably going to go with Queen. And it is, um, it's, it's their very long song where like they were told not to make it because there's ballads and all sorts mm -hmm. of like different things. And I can't. Bohemian I'm, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm a music idiot at the end of the day. I mean, uh, not but, if your answer was queen, you aren't. Like well, that's, that, that's that, a pretty yeah. smart answer. That's pretty amazing. So Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Just amazing. I remember listening it for, I mean, geez, since the 90s, I've been listening to that. I love it. I love it. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on with me. Um, everybody go download the success finder, reach out to Brandon, have a conversation. I promise you he's a really amazing guy. Podcast is fantastic. We're going to put the link to that in the bottom um, for the mastermind effect. Um, and if you haven't already understood it from listening to this podcast, like his number one mission is to provide value to others and to um, make an impact. So if you have any questions, he's more than happy to answer those. Um, Brandon, thanks for coming on the show with me. I appreciate it. Amber, love it. Thank you. Can't wait to see you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in, the name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.